0: Hello, everybody. This is William Del Pilar, and this is Red, White, and Rude. But first of all, some business to take care of. As some of you may know or may not know, we have just changed over to grumblingsmedia.com, and you can check out this podcast You can check out our other podcasts. For example, we have our political podcast, Fired Up. We have our Libertarian podcast, Free For All. And we have Big John with the Big Questions with Big John. And right now, he has a great interview series with libertarian candidates running for president. Before I get to my guests, again, grumblingsmedia.com. You can listen to our podcast at YouTube and rumble under the grumblings media moniker you can also listen to it on apple google spotify and pandora i'd like to introduce you a really good guy a guy i've known for many years now uh we've had our battles we argue about things because we both have opinions on everything so i've wanted to work with him for a while uh and what i like about working with this guy or being friends and knowing him is what you see is what you get he's not going to sugarcoat it and hold back which is kind of like I am uh but even then when you get a a friendship like that I kind of hold back a little bit because this guy's been successful law school uh a cop a martial arts instructor uh so he succeeded at whatever he's done in life and it gives me great pleasure uh I may regret it down the road, to welcome Sean King as my co-host. Sean, I've kind of told them a little bit about you. One, how are you doing? And then let the audience know what you would like them to know about yourself.
1: Wow. I don't know if I can live up to anything after that. That was uh, quite the introduction. (laughs) It sounds like I've accomplished something in life when I really haven't. But uh, no, I think you've covered most of it. I uh, recently retired from law enforcement, so now I can – say and do whatever I want, not have to worry about the repercussions of getting fired. So it's uh, quite liberating.
0: And, and you know, that brings up a good point, a little bit of inside baseball, people. We've been testing this show with Sean and a different hosts. But the downside is that host, the, the co-host he had, has to worry about uh, their job and getting canceled. And, and, and because we're not allowed to say, I mean, we're back into the pre-civil rights era, except This time, it's conservatives and Anglos who can't say the truth without getting canceled and and persecuted. And, I mean, my God, somebody just went to jail uh, for doing a Hillary meme or something to that effect. And and let's go back to Benghazi. They sent the guy who did the video, which had nothing to do with Benghazi, to jail as a scapegoat. So, we are living in dark times. But, what is the Red, White, and Rude podcast? Red, White, and Rude podcast is our entertainment podcast, our pop culture podcast. And the reason I I wanted to do this is everybody's that sean the average guy will be able to you heard me say this before the average guy can tell you how big and how beautiful that booty of kim kardashians is but they because they stay attuned into entertainment but they can't tell you how they're being bent over politically it's the dynamics make perfect sense one is Fun to know about listen to and watch whereas the other is is tedious uh, you have to be meticulous about knowing how the government's screwing you uh, and that's the reason i want to do this podcast is because i truly believe a lot of our political talk our political uh, beliefs stem from uh, the entertainment industry pop culture and things of that nature am i right or
1: wrong what's your take on that i would say that's the problem in our societies we listen to these so-called celebrities and take their guidance in some of our political decisions. I know we're probably gonna talk about uh, Travis Kelce here in a little bit, and uh, he's done commercials on the uh, vaccine. So people watch that, and he's no doctor, but they trust him because he can catch a football for some reason, so. Yeah, I agree, I agree.
0: And it's funny, in the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, we had a lot of racism. I'm not gonna sugarcoat that. But the 50s began the greatness of America, and and it, we were a mostly conservative country. In fact, what people forget and they don't want to remember is in the early 40s, a lot of professional athletes and uh, well-made and very famous actors dropped what they were doing and went to serve. Now they're going to sit there and protest it. It's, the dynamics have switched, but that's because the other side, the liberal side, understood the power. Uh, uh, and they took over in the 60s. It was a concerted effort. And right now they're winning. And But podcasts like this will help shed the truth with a lot of fun. Today, what are we going to discuss today? Well, it's been a couple of weeks, but France had such an impact on this country. And I don't care if you don't like it, people. Because it had the impact, whether you liked it or not. It was one of the most popular comedies of all time. And Matthew Perry, a.k.a. Chandler Bing, is dead at 54 a couple weeks ago. We're going to talk about that, uh, his legacy, the cause of death, his drug history, Sean's reaction, my reaction, uh, what his favorite Friends episode was. And we will answer the question, were they on a break? we can discuss it Sean but it's already been answered and then we're going to move on to is it trailer is it tavis or is it the Swell's show travis kelsey and 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 taylor uh uh taylor swift oh my god you know i did not know what swifties were until all of this came about but i mean she's so much younger than us and uh today's music is so fragmented that 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 Today's stars uh, numbers are minuscule compared to the stars of yesterday. But that's just the way we live today. And we're going to end it with, we were going to talk about originally when we laid out the podcast. We were going to talk about uh, our Theater's dying, and we were going to use the Miss Marvel or the Marvels movie. Well, the Marvels movie is another woke movie that's bombed, and Sean and I are going to talk about woke movies and bombing and the Marvels, and, and I've thrown a lot of information Sean's way, but I know he has his own opinions. Are you ready to get going here, Brother Sean? Yes, let's do this. All right, well, first of all, what was your reaction to to to, to Matthew Perry passing away? I mean, he was only 54, uh, and that's around my age, you know, and maybe, maybe 10 years younger than you, you know? Uh, but I'm sorry, 10 years older than you. But what was your reaction? I mean, he's an icon, or Chandler Bing is a show friends.
1: Well, I can't say that I was surprised if you'd seen recent pictures of him. Health-wise, he looked very overweight and just looked terrible in that aspect. But when anybody dies that young, That has had a past drug issue. That's immediately what I, I know we're still waiting for the final autopsy results, but I'd be really shocked if there's not some type of drugs and alcohol involved.
0: Well, here's the funny part. 10 years ago, or I'm sorry, five years ago before COVID, uh, they would have come out and probably said cardiac arrest. As a diver, I've seen, I've been uh, uh, on, my dive partner died. I've been on dives where other people had died. Uh, uh, It's just after 30 years of diving that tends to happen. And uh, usually 99.9% is cardiac arrest. That's what the doctors say because they don't know what happened in the water. So, they, are, they make a great assumption. And I'm sure once they get into an autopsy, things come out. But the fact that they avoided saying that tells me we are living in the political, uh, medicinal world now. Uh, because how many people are dropping dead? Uh, what's that saying? Uh, died suddenly. And uh, now they're not saying what the cause of death is because now it's been, it's a fact. It's not conjecture that these COVID vaccines. Cause myocarditis. I'm not saying he died of myocarditis, people. But I'm saying you can't ignore that fact. The people who do, they're nothing but freaking bleeping liars. Did he die because of that? No. But at 54, now, now you're right. He was looking rough. Part of the reason he was looking rough is because he was a drag addict. And he was clean. So he probably gained some weight, finding another alternative, but he had become a pickleball fan. I have no clue what pickleball is outside. It looks like a, a badminton or tennis court. And, and it's a different form of tennis, I guess, but he was, that's what he was using, uh, to, uh, uh, keep his mind off drugs. And speaking of drugs, he had a history of alcohol abuse and 1997. He had a jet ski accident, Vicodin. He lost 20 pounds. He did rehab 15 times. So when I saw his death, my reaction was just sadness because he was only 54. That was it. He doesn't affect my world or anything. But it was sadness because he was, I mean, 54 and to die and you're not ready to die, there's some sadness. And I know it sounds terrible to say it, but it's also sadness for those people who were holding out hope for Natural Friends reboot or comeback. So it kind of ends a couple of things that, uh, from a business and personal perspective. But what do you say uh, about. This alcohol, the Vicodin, the 20 pounds, you kind of alluded to uh, him being overweight and looking terrible. But like I said, sometimes people gain weight and he has looked terrible more times than I mean, those 10 years were the best he looked. He looked terrible after that. But I think part of that is who he was. I mean, he was a middle aged man at that point And his his metabolism, we were seeing what he really looked like. Uh, but what's your take with the alcohol Vicodin, the rehab 15 times?
1: Well, unfortunately, I, you know, I've never had a you know a drug drug problem or gone to rehab, but from people that I've known that have done it, you know, you you go numerous times like this. There's there's a serious issue. You said 15 times, so just betting odds, I'm saying he relapsed. And I was reading an article that his one of his ex girlfriends commented that his most recent Instagram post before he died, he called himself Matt Man, and she said, yeah. and she said. That's the way he talked when he was high. He called himself Matman because oh. he thought he was invincible. And so she is alluding to the fact that she's still waiting for the autopsy to come back, but she'd be shocked if he was not on some type of drugs. And for the fact that the police said no drugs were found around the house, she also commented saying, hey, I was there when he got high. He didn't leave drugs around. He, he was embarrassed about it. So he would use them, hide them, do whatever. So... Just somebody like that, who's an ex-girlfriend that knows him so well, also alluding to it makes me think that, unfortunately, he probably may have relapsed again.
0: Right. He may have. Uh, yeah, uh, that That is kind of sad, but uh, it is tough. You know, uh, 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 I, I push cannabis, but I tell people. Uh, I push cannabis because it's it's as harmful as Sean and I have argued about this uh, uh, in the middle of training when he's training me and I'm throwing punches and we're arguing about it. But I view cannabis kind of like alcohol, you know, if, uh, uh, uh. but Sean, uh, 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 let me digress for a moment, people. Me and Sean have always argued about this, but this is what I will concede today about cannabis. It is about 20 times stronger than when I was a kid. You know, so so uh, when I thought about that many moons ago, I realized, yeah, he's right in that sense. That stuff will knock your ass out today compared to the old days. But still, it's not a violent drug in the sense uh, when you when you take it, you're like an alcoholic, an alcoholic wanting to kill the world, you know. Uh, But 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 I just think at the you know what? I kind of lost my train of thought there. Where was it? You know, so let me pass it, it on to you. There might, might have been shot. too
1: much cannabis over the course of your life. That's why you- That's what I was talking about.
0: That's what I was talking about. No, no. It wasn't a cannabis. uh, 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 Oh, dear God. Uh, You can't be doing podcasting uh, uh, stone, though. I'm sure Sure, many have. Uh, uh, People, I grew up with cannabis because I was born and raised in Panama is what I'm trying to say. So cannabis, I've always known about it, always known about uh, its effects firsthand because I was always around it. Uh, uh, But that said, it's a mental addiction. Cannabis is not a physical addiction. It's a mental addiction. But Audrey, Drugs uh, have to have the downsides. Again, cannabis being a mental addiction, but alcohol is a physical addiction. And 15 times in rehab, that does not shock me. Uh, from what I read about some of these rehabs, especially the volunteer ones, you can go in and go out. Uh, it's I think the best rehab, and I'm not saying do this, but I'm saying the mentality of how hard it is, is prison they don't care. You don't have the drugs. You're going to go cold turkey. You're going to throw up, puke, whatever, but you're going to get over it. These rehabs, it's about taking care of you while you go through those symptoms, about giving you a different drug so you don't feel as bad during the withdrawal of this drug. So our rehab system is too civilized. Sometimes I think certain things in life have to be Spartan-esque to get over them. And so I'm not stunned at 15 times. We talked about his death, uh, Going back to my take, uh, what it, this is pure conversational speculation, people, like we have in our kitchens. So we're not saying this is what happened. But on his death, though, what what are your thoughts in terms of what you think is going to come back?
1: You mean in terms of his autopsy? Correct. I think there's – I mean, I've already pretty much said it right here. I think he's he relapsed uh, prescription drugs. Possibly, because I know the initial tests for fentanyl and meth came back negative, but they have to do further tests for other stuff. And from what I understand, he had a Vicodin problem, you know, you know, those, so he seems like he's been a prescription slash alcohol type person. And typically people don't deviate from their standard, shall we say, drugs. And uh, I think that's what's going to find he maybe took some Xanax and boom, he passed out in the hot tub, and that's what caused the drowning. Could be. It could be. Uh,
0: Everything, all the reports, as I'm sure you saw, uh, right when he died were how clean it was, how clean it was. That was obviously the precedent that his agent, his friends, and his family wanted to push as the narrative that he was clean. Uh, Like you said, the autopsy for further testing will tell us that. I don't know what killed him. All I know is he's 54 Taking it at face value, he's clean. You know, physically, he's not looking facially great, handsome or whatever. He was never a handsome guy. But that's a byproduct of uh, the alcoholism, the Vicodin, the drugs. That, that that rips up your your physical look. So I, I don't – I'll give him a pass on that. I, mean, I don't look at that as indicative of him where he was at today. But, again, 54, he's vaxxed. You know, probably multiple times. We had a shirt. The scientific data is out there, too, stating, uh, you you know, that it causes myocarditis, you know, Uh, and he's exerting himself doing pickleball. Do you exert yourself doing pickleball? I assume do. when I say that joke, pickleballers get mad. So I assume there's some kind of movement in that hobby. Do you know about pickleball, Sean? You want to tell us
1: about pickleball? Uh, I've never played it, but I know that's what my mom, who's 70 something, does as her hobby for exercise so it's a little bit of movement but it can't be dramatically that much or you know all these 70 year olds would probably be dropping on the pickleball court
0: <laughs> but so we don't know what he passed away honestly uh Hopefully he just died naturally. Maybe he would just abuse his body and just, just passed away, uh, 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 uh you know, on his own. Who knows? I mean, I don't know if people remember because probably it's, it's pre Iron Man, but Robert Downey Jr., he it, it, it did a phenomenal movie called Lesson Zero. I loved it. It was very moving to me because I was of that age when it happened. And at the end, spoiler alert, if you want to see it, I'll give you one, two, three. Uh He dies at the end, and he just kind of just, he just dies. You know, I think he's in the back of the car or something. God, it's been 20, 30 years, I guess, since the movie came out, and he just dies. And maybe that's what happened. Who knows? You know, who knows? That said, his legacy, he wanted to be remembered for helping people with their own drug addiction. He'll never be remembered for that, but from what I read, he did a lot. To try to help other people uh so so that's a great legacy uh your thoughts will he be remembered for his, for what he wanted to be remembered or do you think it's friends no if i'm, ands, I'm sorry
1: it's going to be friends especially you know if i'm a betting man and the autopsy comes back like i think it's going to be it's going to be for friends you know that's that's what he's there known you for.
0: Go. favorite friends episode
1: quite honestly i never really watched the show
0: I will back you up on that. I watched it, but I did not watch its entire run. And in fact, I have yet to see the last episode. It was a great show. It had great chemistry, but there's a lot of stupid in it too, you know? And uh, uh, it just wasn't my world. My world was more Latino, more military, more that. So I never got into the college frat scene. That's what they were. They were an extension of a college frat house with men and women. But it was a funny show well worth the adulation it got it was strong and ready i mean 10 years it made them zillionaires you know so but what friends became famous for even outside meaning if you never watched it but everybody knew who friends was everybody did know about this term the break (laughs) since you never watched it i'll set it up so the break began in season three Ross was insecure. Rachel's career was taking off. Uh, and he was disrupting her day, trying to get their attention. Uh, and she was getting angry. So I guess they broke up. They were on a break. She could deal with his neediness, yada, yada, yada. To me, that's that's a break. They're on a break to say to me that you broke up. You know, as a sailor, as a single guy, as a man, boo, I am out there. They were on a break. What say you, brother? Hmm.
1: I guess I'd have to watch the episode. I was such a Seinfeld guy, so that was my show. So, the stuff uh, hearing about the break and all that, you know, I, I watched parts of episodes and I know they had lots of guest stars, but I can't really tell you if uh, I'd have to watch that episode. Maybe that's one I'll bust out tonight.
0: Well, a, a little in, inside the weeds for the audience, in case you don't know. Uh, there was a user that pointed out there was an episode where Rachel tells Monica that she and Ross had, in fact, broken up that would mean they're on a break and then during the during the reunion they came out and said yeah we were on a break <laughs> but anyway rest in peace Chandler Bing you you made us laugh you made your mark on life sadly what I always tell every would-be wannabe actor singer you will be forgotten over time but it doesn't matter because so many memories in terms of people you impacted will last for genera for a few generations, at least Sean, any final words on Matthew Perry?
1: No, it's always sad when someone dies at 54. That's a, uh, that's too young to be going.
0: Yeah. 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 I think that's the biggest kicker for me. 54. Cause I'm about <laughs> that age, you know, and, uh, 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 at, You know, maybe in your 50s, because I've started looking at death, you know, in certain ways. And the way this world is going, I'm like, whew, man, maybe it's a good thing I'm closer to it than farther from it. Yeah. Okay, moving on, though, my friends. As I said earlier, is it Trailer? Is it Tavis? Or is it the Swells hot couple right now? Which name do you like out of those best? Hmm. Go with,
1: well, Tavis.
0: You like Tavis? Yes. I like Trailer because it sounds very rednecky, and I'm like, that's a, so opposite of all of the Swifties, you know. But Kansas City, Travis Kelsey looks like a good old country boy, so I love Trailer. But for those who who may not realize what we're talking about, we're talking about the 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 the, the Travis. Trav, I was about to say Travis Taylor, the Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift romance. For those not aware, and anybody under the age of 30 is probably unaware. Swift is actually quite an accomplished musician, twelve-time Grammy Award winner. Uh, she's 33 years old, which is funny because when I see when I hear her name, I still think of a little teenage pop uh, icon. But she's also a billionaire. When you hear the name
1: Taylor Swift, what do you think, Sean? Quite honestly, I still would have thought she was in her 20s because that's how I remember. Her. But I mean, it's only yeah. recently that I've been able to adjust that Britney Spears is 40 and not uh, you know 20 something herself. So I sort of think of them in the same <laughs> I think of them in the same genre, but I guess they're a little off.
0: You know, Britney Spears is like 40 and wants to have sex with everybody, it seems like, based off her Instagram. I'm like, Mama, where are you at? <laughs> God bless Britney Spears. I mean, she's been trapped like a cage animal for what, like 10 years, with her father controlling her assets and in essence controlling her life. But anyway. Back to a trailer or Tavis, take your pick. Uh, so her and Travis Kelce have obviously gone public with their long-rumored uh, relationship. She's been spotted in multiple NFL games cheering for Kelsey and the Chiefs, along with the rest of the family. And uh, for those who don't know Travis Kelsey, everybody's heard the name uh, Taylor Swift. They may not know who she is. They may not, like me, be able to tell you what song. If I heard it right now, you could put a gun in my head. i say, I don't know who that is. But I know who Taylor Swift is. But not everybody has even heard of Travis Kelsey. He's a two-time Super Bowl champ. He's a commercial pitchman, is as I read it in an article. And what was news to me, he even had his own dating show years ago. Uh, so I didn't know that. But some of the some people, Sean, have said, "Well, this may be a put-on affair for show, for business." Uh, 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 before you do your take, my take is no. One, they're both well off. Kelsey has a big ego. So why would he go to a woman who's so financially better off more successful, Everything, you know, uh, uh, in terms of what a man like him, not that they fear, don't like, but it's so untraditional. And why would Taylor Swift do it? She's a billionaire. So I think those people saying, oh, this is a business proposition. If it is, it's coming from the Kelsey camp. But... I mean, he's not all world James Bond, you know, model look. So I kind of think there's probably some love in the air here. What do you think, business or love?
1: Well, I'd say love. If if it was business, I think it'd be more from, like you pointed out, his end. He needs her more than she needs him. Um, You know, she's she's dated numerous famous people and then usually writes a song about it. So uh, he's probably next in line if they break up to uh, get torn apart in a song. But I think he needs her more. And. I And that's if it was business. But I think it's actually love, but it's a little over the top, in my opinion. You know, how everybody's going crazy. Is she going to be at the game? And who are they sitting in the press box with? It's just, it's ridiculous at this point.
0: It's terrible. It's, no, it is. It's
1: cartoonish
0: in a way. You know, it's funny what you said about Taylor Swift and writing songs at their breakups. I remember when Billy Joel and who was that top beautiful model he he was married Christy to? Christy Brinkley? Uh Christy Brinkley, she was famous, just as famous as as probably one of the most famous models of her time. And even to this day, when they broke up, I had a friend go, thank God, man, thank God, Billy Joe can finally go to writing beautiful love songs of heartbreak. (laughs) And, And it seems like it seems like in music. The best music we get is after somebody's been ravaged in the most negative form, you know, by, by their significant other, and they write about it. Uh, am I wrong or right on that?
1: Yeah. Are, are the greatest love songs written by actual breakers? It's, oh, it's always after a heartbreak. I mean, they, they do have the I love one. <laughs> so it's either really a lot of love or getting destroyed. There's no middle ground for a song. You need some inspiration. And, uh, you know, yeah. That's a, we can get off on a tangent, but how did Billy Joel get Christy Brinkley? I'm no model, but Billy Joel, come on. He's
0: he's man had a big wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that was equivalent of, of, uh, of Brinkley being uh, Travis Kelsey and Billy Joel being tra- uh, uh, Swift. He was out of his league. But look, I'm sorry, people. I remember, uh, it doesn't matter if you're famous in front of the camera, but when you're well-known in an industry, People want you. Women want you. Men want you. If you're a woman, it's just, it's, it's power. That's what it is. It's power. Taylor Swift is a very powerful individual. Now, money brings power in many ways, but you also, uh, 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 take power and Taylor Swift because of her position, her standing, her business deals, how strong her songs were. She's a powerhouse in the music industry. And that, That's what that boils down to. I mean, honestly, uh, I think being a a rock star is the ultimate aphrodisiac for any woman. I mean, look at Aerosmith. I mean, look at Tyler. I was a Steven Tyler. Uh, I mean, look at Motley Crew. Uh, I mean, there's uh, it's a there's some fugly men in rock, and they get some of the most beautiful. Women. Oh, it's love, Mom. I really love him. She goes, I do too. Just kind of keep cutting those checks to me. <laughs> All right, All right. Uh, I don't know. Uh, are you aware of the Travis timeline? I, I don't really want to talk about that, but in essence, in July, they met with what was it? Friendship bracelets, and that's how got the talk going and I, I, they may have already been dating uh, by then and that was their way of making it come out I don't know but September they invited uh, Swifty to, to to the football game and that's when the internet melted down uh, Sean neither one of us were alive but we've all seen the film and we all know the lore and they're still ex- exponentially more popular than the average band today but I saw a scene of Taylor Swift supposedly in a restaurant in Miami and it was swarmed. like You couldn't get in or out of that for about 50 yards. That's how packed it was. Is Taylor Swift kind of like Beatlemania? Is she this generation's version of that? Or maybe the Monkees? Well, <laughs> they were big
1: too, as big as the Beatles at what point. I'd say at this point she is. Is she going to have the same lasting legacy as the Beatles? I don't oh. – music-wise, not even close. But, I mean, that's, this is what happens in our society. There's like a, a window. I don't know how long hers will last. And, you know, people go crazy. And then then there's the new flavor of the month comes in and then, you know, people go crazy. It's really rare that somebody is known for generations like the Beatles, the, you know, the Elvises, people, people like that are have the craziness at the time, but it continues. Their legacy grows. I mean, even after they're gone
0: you know there's something about the 1970s and and Elvis transcended into the 1970s meaning he died in 77 he he was still on top of the world uh with his concerts and but this, uh, the 60s, 70s and 80s and maybe into the early 90s, that's when music was completely written by the musician, by these groups. Uh, I remember a girl worked for me and her, her boyfriend was a rapper and she was on the phone. I'm like, who are you calling? You know, just out of curiosity. Oh, uh, we're, I'm buying some music for my uh, boyfriend. I go, what do you mean by music? He's a rapper, so he buys the beats, you know, and it's it's music, is it music, I think, because technology has completely changed it. Tell me the last time you heard a jingle uh, from a popular song, regardless of era. 99.9%. That era is the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Last night, we just heard Cyndi Lauper. How many times do you hear Queen commercials? You know, so uh, 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 I don't think she'll be remembered either. Now, in her defense, music is so fragmented. When I grew up, it was just one style of rock, uh, one style of music station that played all the forms of rock. It wasn't until the mid 80s when the fragmentation uh, started to get enough people attracted whether it was rhythm and blues which had always been around uh but then it kind of took off uh people forget queens another one bites the dust was one of the very few uh commercial big songs that crossed into rhythm and blues into uh the black genre uh but then you have country so in her defense we are so fragmented nobody's gonna remember her in 20 30 years don't know uh uh, uh uh in terms of remembering her music hell i don't even know her music today am i right or
1: wrong with my uh theory there I say you're right, except there's one caveat since we're talking about death so much. If she were to die suddenly in the next few years, I think that would help her legacy because pretty much anybody that has died, their legacy has grown bigger because of it. The Beatles, you know, several of them, you know, John Lennon, Elvis died, you know, not at the peak of his career or anything, obviously, but he died earlier than you would expect. Um, since you talked about, I think 47, you, you know, martial arts, Bruce Lee. Died, you know, in his low 30s. So if she were to pass away, I would say it might it might keep her alive for generations because she's at her peak and she passes away sort of like Bruce Lee. Then you become larger than life. But if, say, she just keeps going on and on and, you know, becomes like, well, Madonna and just keeps sticking around until she's 70. She's no, she'll be forgotten about at that point.
0: You know, that's a great point. And, and I can't argue it, but I know there have been other singers who have died and we've forgotten them, not because we're bad human beings. It's, it's, that's how it works. I think she'll be forgotten, uh, not because uh, uh, of anything you said. It's just because the way we're so fragmented as a society. You know, I think I always tell people famous fleeting. I mean, it it really is. Uh, John Forsythe. uh, I I ran across. uh, I was doing some research for this and his name came up. Do you even remember him?
1: Yeah, he was an actor, wasn't he?
0: One of the biggest stars in the uh, 50s, 60s. And then he had a resurgence. He was uh, I can't I never watch it. But Dynasty. Oh, yeah. One of the biggest shows in America. And that kind of, as as, as a senior, that catapulted him. He became this elegant senior. One of the biggest stars. You know? Look at that. Yeah, I think he, he did TV or something. You know? That's what happens. And I'm not knocking it. I'm just like, Taylor and Travis? Trailer? Enjoy your fame, enjoy your fun, and live life to the fullest, which I'm sure you are being a billionaire, And Travis, living it up right now. Now, real quick here, what do you think of this? This is why I think this benefits Travis Kelsey. Uh, Where's it at? Where's my notes? Uh, you Did you see the note on his jersey
1: sales? Oh, yeah, it went through the roof probably.
0: Yeah, 400% increase in his jersey sale. And Pet City Service, Rover, Rover, Actually, just Rover. I said, row, row, row. <laughs> they reported that Kelsey is the number one trending dog name in the U.S. I, you know, God bless you. I'd never name a
1: dog oh, Kelsey. Good. Yo, Kelsey, come on. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of dog, there's my dog outside. All right. Uh, a, a couple of more notes. Uh, it's become incredibly overwhelming for his immediate family members. What do you think about this and the family? Uh,
1: did. Wasn't the family meeting him in the at the football game, sitting with her and everything? I'm not like I said. I
0: yeah, yeah, but they're but they're saying it's kind of overwhelming, and, and their lives have changed because of the paparazzi.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, Travis was a, a a a well above average football player, but in general, he probably walks down the street, you know, without. Without his helmet off, ninety percent of the people are not going to be able to identify him, so him and his family can still have somewhat of a normal life probably, but there's no no exactly. way of that happening with her around it's you know she's on stage you see her all the time there's images of her everywhere him yeah, he's getting more out there, but generally especially with football players they wear helmets the whole game so i I couldn't identify yeah. half the play if they have their helmets off it's like a girl you know that i that I used to work with they'd put their hair up and then you see him outside of work with their hair down and you'd be like, and you had to do a double take. You didn't know that's the same person. So, I mean, for him, that's right. That's a big thing. You know,
0: though, I agree. I, you know, even as a kid, uh, 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 you know, I recognize that. I always felt that football players were the worst position marketing outside of the quarterback, you know, and, uh, uh, it's just a tough situation for them, you know, uh, Any final words on Trailer?
1: Well, good luck to him. And uh, I'm looking forward to the song she writes. I'll actually listen to it to see what happens when they break up. (laughs) That's when I'll pay attention. Uh...
0: And for those who heard my dog in the background,
1: yes, yes, yes.
0: I have a home studio. And uh sadly, uh uh his buddy passed away a few days ago. So he's been a little lost looking around for him. And with me locked up in here, he's probably like, "Where the hell's everybody at? Where's where's my brother at?" God bless. God bless the animals. You know, they give nothing but unconditional love. All right. So, let's move on. This is my favorite topic, Sean, uh uh, uh for the evening. And it's because I've already talked about this. I wrote two articles on the Blue Beetle and how Hollywood has become overly uh, bigoted. They've become overly racist. And when I say that, what I'm saying, they're just blatantly open about Calling people names, making excuses for failures, and they're blaming it on you, Sean King, being white, having that American flag there, wearing that ball cap and that T-shirt—that you're just a racist just because of what I just said—and that's why you won't go see these movies. Let me set it up here for the audience: for 15 years, thank you, Variety.com, Disney's Marvel Cinematic Universe had 32. Blockbusters in a row. Now, some of them did not make the money they thought they would, but they they were blockbusters nevertheless. Uh, the first Miss Marvel was a blockbuster, but when you look at the Avengers blockbuster, think of an aircraft carrier. When you look at Miss Marvel's blockbuster, think of a tugboat. That's the difference in terms of profit margin. Uh, but they were the gold standard of big tent movies, and they lost what's made them successful. When you're checking the box for diversity, equity, inclusion, gender, whatever you want to throw in there that's politically correct, eventually people are going to go, why am I spending $20 times four, which is in excess of $100 some odd for tickets, to go see a movie that berates you, that tells you you're useless, that tells you you're the worst excuse of a human being and all the problems are because of you. Because that's what these movies are doing. And, and, for example, uh, Batman's one of the greatest superheroes in American history. Granted, he's fake fantasy, but it's a whole culture of America. Uh, Superman, Batman, the Justice League, Spider-Man, etc. Uh, when you get a movie like the Blue Beetle and a Latino says, well, Batman's a fascist. As a Latino, who knows what America means? I don't know, you freaking piece of bleep moron. If it wasn't for that white woman, uh, Sandra Bullock, your ass be dead or jail. But here you are crapping on white people. But that was the reason to crap on Batman. He was a white superhero who represented America uh, for many decades. He's a fascist. So that's what I mean by them telling you you're the problem. The innuendos uh, uh, like that, you know. And Variety, the author, I don't know who he was, brought up a great point. When you have an actor like Robert Downey Jr., Jr. with his wonderful comeback story of becoming successful. I mean, as a kid, we're not kids anymore, but as a kid, you look at him, you want to be him. He's Iron Man. Then you replace that with a feminazi movie in, Ms. Ma- in Captain Marvel with B. Larson and her reviews were horrific in her portrayal. It's going from the majors into the minors. So, so I've kind of set it up there. What are your initial thoughts in what I've said in terms of uh, these woke movies, these superhero movies? Marvel and Disney have gone woke. Uh, uh, do you
1: agree with me, or a different take, or, or what's your take? No, I definitely think it's it's gone. I, I'm not I'm not going to see that movie because I saw actually the preview while I was at another movie. And yes, okay, there, you know, hey, let's make sure we got. Three females and one's black and one's I don't know if she's Hispanic or Indian I don't know and then you got Brie who's white and but besides that the story was from the preview looked absolutely terrible but they're just shoving it down and they keep changing the characters feeling that they got to have more inclusion more equity but that's not the the comic books that everybody grew up on that's not you know if the reason you know Spider-Man successful is People grew up with him a certain way. You know, he's the the nerd that did this, this, and this. You don't need to shove certain stuff into a, you know, into the story and change it just because we can have equity, which, you know, Brie Larson went right. on this whole equity and inclusion thing for, you know, movie critics and this yes. and this. She's a white woman. I mean, my God, you know, she's insulting white men. And I'm like, the only thing different, you know, you're white, but it's always, I hate to say this, but it's always white women complaining that. Other races aren't getting a, you know, a shot. And it's like, well, you you got the lead role. If, you know, give it up then if you, if you think it's so That's if it's right. so terrible. The problem with liberalism
0: is they want everybody to conform to their beliefs while they keep uh, practicing the old belief. You know, meaning, oh, no, 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 not my job. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no, not my getting community. Oh, no, no, no. Hey, call the cops. There's a brother. There's a Latino walking that street. That's all the crap they do. But then they tell us to live a life. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. What I'm saying they're is they're hypocrites, is is what I'm saying. And you're right. As a Latino, I've told this story many times how I'm walking down the street with, uh, we had just moved to North Carolina. There's, uh, I'm walking down the street with two white kids, you know, we're same age, little kids. Uh, I want to say 10, right around there. Uh, and he goes, hey, who's that N-word on your porch? That was my grandmother. <laughs> you know, I've got black brothers. I mean, Sean and I have talked about this in the past. And uh, so I never grew up with none of this until I moved to the States. And then it was to shut down my throat. And, and you know, my take is uh, I find it offensive. I find it disgraceful. I have no respect for that Supreme Court black justice. Why? Because she was chosen because she was black, not because she was qualified. I had no respect for the Latino in, 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 in the Blue Beetle. Why? Because they were chosen because they're Latino. You know, uh, I have no respect for for, for for the Latina in the Marvels because they were chosen because they're Latina, not because they're great actors, not because they fit the role, not because it made a great story. It was because of how they looked. They, when I say they, minority supremacists, po- po- white politicians who understand the power of emotional conflict, keeping us battling each other, having browns and blacks battle against whites because they know they can control. and. One of the biggest ways to do this is through entertainment. You know, I've helped so many members of my family and be one of the lightest, they're all darker than me. Did I help them because I felt obligated to help downtrodden people? No, I helped them because they were my family and I freaking loved them. Yeah. And I'm such a control freak. I ended up apologizing in a very serious situation. I'm like, God, I'm like my mom, man. <laughs> and I'm like, you're like my mom. I was like, oh, my God. you know. And, and my mom and my aunt, you never tell their sisters. And the point being, it was family. It was love. It had nothing to do with how we looked. We had our issues with one another, but there was always love. And uh, so I look at all this crap. And that's what I view it as crap. Uh, to extend what I said at the opening, 2023, I also wrote about Indiana and Indiana Jones and the Dollar Destiny, how that was uh, a bust. The people don't even under- realize the Haunted Mansion remake came and went within weeks. The Little Mermaid, they, they made her black, and they shoved uh, political correctness down the throat. So, a, a parent. Oh, we ain't gonna see that. We'll get it on video, you know. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, you know, there's another one with, with woke uh issues in it, and 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 then the, I can't remember the only movie that escaped that that was like 20 years ago was a feminazi movie with some of its plots was Barbie. And the reason Barbie was able to escape that entanglement is every kid in America from the age of as soon as they can rationalize some kind of semblance, there's there's Barbie and Ken doll, and there's GI Joe. So uh, you, you weren't going to be able to deny taking your daughter to that. So Barbie was able to transcend that. But there was a scene in Barbie that talked about that talked about uh, there's no there's no uh, women in the boardrooms or diversity in the boardrooms. I'm like, yeah, maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago, but not today. So they're still trying to lie and create this false narrative. Uh, uh, do you think this is going? I guess what I'm trying to ask is do you think Hollywood will wake up and start doing good movies again or actually start doing movies that are actually commercially viable versus indoctrinated identity politics?
1: Um, No, I don't think so at this rate. Um, Usually money talks, but at this point they seem to be taking enough, taking enough losses that you think it would change, change their thought processes. But at this point it hasn't. Um, yeah, I don't. I I honestly don't know what to say. I think they need to take the best person and not base it on race and base it on the characters that people grew up with, and stop shoving people. People want to go to the movies to to be entertained. They don't need to be going there to get guilted about what a terrible person they are, you know, for the color of their skin or because they didn't put enough, you know, they don't have enough women in the boardroom or, you know, whatever. And I go to the movies. I go to sporting events. I want to be entertained. I don't, want to, I don't want to deal with politics. That's my escape, you know. And No, no, you're right, Sean. And for all you woke liberal,
0: I can't say the word I want to use. I'm, uh, I'm no longer a sailor. But do you know, people, what the origins of, of movies were? The, the beginning of the movie's heyday was during the Great Depression. Movies were made to entertain period. You know, I took a film course in college and I got into a heated debate. I was 28 when I went back to college, so I, I was a young man had lived the world. I traveled the world to the military, so I did not take the nonsense. I got into about four or five battles with various teachers and I said, well, let's go talk to the dean because I wouldn't back down. And I got in an argument uh, 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 because and I pointed it out to the chief the professor. I go, that's what they're made. Well, movies have evolved. because She was into the artsy-fartsy, the film Nor, the Woody Allen. I go, you can say what you want. But when people want to go to a movie, they want to go be entertained. I go, you make up a small sector of the movie professor. And she threatened me in the middle class. So I knocked on that dean's door and says, I got a problem. And I got an A in the course, of course. (laughs) Because it's easier to give you the A and have you go away than to get into a public battle with with a uh, uh, 28-year-old who won't back down. Uh, But for you people out there, that's what movies were made for, to entertain. Not to sit there and and, 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 and and use it for messaging. But that said, people don't realize part of the reason the Romans built the Colosseum was to keep those one million Romans minds off of uh, 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 a Civil War revolution. So since, since the dawn of time, entertainment has been used to take our minds off of more important events. Okay the Marvels have gotten terrible uh, uh uh reviews. Uh a couple of examples, uh uh this not just being the Marvel's uh, uh the Ant-Man movie, the daughter was an anti police socialist, social justice activist. I haven't seen it. I got Disney Plus was forced on me, Sean. One day, I have Hulu Plus because being a little older, we like cable, the format, but we understood it was dying. So we went to Hulu Plus, which kind of is a quasi-streaming cable service. We got an email one day. We are uh, uh, raising your rates to $5, like $4.99 or $5.99 or something, but we are giving you ESPN Plus and Disney Plus. I can tell you, I've only watched a handful of movies off Disney Plus, and and none of the Star Wars crap, none of the the, the She-Hulk, and that's gotten – horrific uh, reviews for being a political embarrassment, as I read in in one one article. I think, Sean, maybe calling individuals like us who are, you and I are both comic book fans from, from being kids, calling us nasty names, uh, calling us racists, calling us bigots, everything in the book, maybe that's not a good strategy to get us to go to the movies.
1: What do you think? Not to get us to spend our money. I don't want to go there and be told what a terrible person I am. And then to, to be insulted and then hand you money to do it? I mean, I can find someone on the street to insult me for free. You know, I'm not going to. You know, <laughs> it's funny.
0: I think of every SM show. It's like you get the CEO going to the dungeon with the mistress and paying for her to beat him. You're like, really? yeah, I'll just go pay your wife beat you know. Uh, but that said, uh, there were a lot of issues here. Uh, I'm trying to regather my notes. Uh, what do you think about the dilution? Uh, I kind of think there is a little bit of truth to that. I'm gonna skip down here uh, 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 and get to some of the reasons people are saying this failed before we get into the financial numbers. Uh, the excuses, the true face of racism, tr- which we've talked about already, trying to cancel people and feminazism. Uh We talked about the face of racism, Marvel director Nia DeCosta, who's really not a veteran, uh, said that the that uh, people like us, we are virulent and violent and racist, and sexist, and homophobic. Listen here, darling. My family has every color in the book. Yeah, we are far from racist, but you are a racist. Because if we don't agree with you, you call us racist, and you hide behind the shield of your skin color. That's not working together. That's not coming together. That's you wanting your cake, which is a horribly baked cake, and then shoving it in our face and telling us to eat it with a smile. Uh, uh, uh. We talked about the racism issue, but I just could not let her get away with what she said. Let's go to the canceling issue. Uh, they, they've tried to cancel some critics, uh, including Nerdrotic, Yellow Flash, Flash, The Critical Drinker, and Jesse Grant. And these are big YouTubers because they said this movie sucks. What's your take on the cancellation? I mean, what, I'm, what I mean is, what I'm asking is, what's your take on all this, the successful cancellations of the pre-2020 and how they're still trying to do it with less success? And let's take it one step further, how conservatives, uh, not, not a lot of conservatives, but some conservatives and the whole Jewish uh, uh, sector is getting people who uh, 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 say negative things about Israel canceled. And they're succeeding, too. What's your take on this whole cancel?
1: Are you talking culture? the whole cancel culture in general, or just in in relation to these poor critics who are getting canceled?
0: Well, first the uh, 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 in general, and then how it relates to the critics. It's to me, it's one and the same. It's just the same ball game are trying to do, you know. I think disagree and they cancel. I
1: think the whole cancel culture is is ridiculous. I mean, it's affecting comedians. You can't correct – I mean, was it The Simpsons? They got rid of Apu because you know he's an indian guy and and it was too stereotypical for him to work in a you know a convenience store with that accent you'd have to cancel the entire simpson show because i mean they have uh what is it Willie the uh, the irish guy why didn't why didn't they get rid of him that's stereotypical you know he's walking around in a kilt you know with a stupid accent and stuff like that and then you got you know um they have uh what's, uh, Mr. Burns uh assistant. He's a gay guy. And you know, they make fun of him, you know, stuff like that. Every that's, that's what's ridiculous about cancel culture is you, you can't do it. I mean, everybody makes fun of everybody. That's, that's how our society works. It's not to be say mean. There's, there's a mean way to be to people. And then there's not a mean way to be and the cancel culture is just trying to cancel everything. You'll, that's why I think entertainment's going down the toilet with these movies is they're trying to be so PC, you cannot make a good movie being that PC. That's just not how entertainment works. <laughs>
0: I, I i agree but yet they are and they're not realizing and, and that's the other thing sean is it's not only being pc we're talking about movies but this has actually gone its way into television series series can be can- i mean netflix has a whole bunch of work shows they've just gone out and canceled because nobody's watching them you know uh, uh you know it's it's horrific and it, it will back- it's backfiring what i have always told people having come from a, the country called panama we saw two dictators and every immigrant will validate and tell you I am not only right, I'm a hundred percent right is eventually these people who take power, use your emotion, your hate to take power. They turn that right back around on you. You know, uh, uh, you know, it's kind of like in the movies, you see the, the moron who's helping the bad guy thinking he's doing a good thing. And towards the end of the movie, you get the shocked face. "Oh, As the bad guy kills him. It's because that's who they are. These politicians, these woke these people, this, this actress, Nia Dacosta, she has hate in her heart. I know that sounds corny, but she's filled with rage and hate, despite the fact she's successful. She's her own worst enemy, because that hate consumes her. That hate has made her a terrible, horrible human being. And I won't say the next statement, because it's a little too cruel, but I believe what I'm not going to say. She's just a terrible person. You know. Uh, uh, uh. Now let's talk about the feminazism. It's all women. They're proud of that. They keep shoving that out. You know. I guess I don't collect comics anymore. I haven't. I haven't collected comics in God, 30 years. You know. And the reason it's not because I enjoyed stopped enjoying them after I left the military. I had a decision to make. I was a young kid. You know, having fun, money, or start saving money. You know, more money. You know. And uh, so I ended my love of comics. But about 10, 15 years ago, I look back. And comics were terrible, I saw. Like, they're woke. The art was too simplistic. I mean, it's like, my God, Neil Adams, uh, 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 John Romita, these great uh, artists from the 70s, 80s, Barry smith They're like Da Vinci compared to the crap that's being put out right now. Uh, and now there's a strong uh, uh, women have expanded. God bless them. To me, it's a better qualified person. If it's a woman, it's a woman. But I guess they're all defending the honor of the Marvel's movie. You know, uh, they're trying hard to shill for it for, I think, all the wrong reasons. They, as writers and artists, understand best you're not going to sell comics if they're not entertaining. And now they're pushing a non-entertaining movie. What do you think about the feminazi aspect of this movie? I I don't really see it as much as the whole political correctness thing. But I kind of view this as feminazism. Women telling women to go out and see a movie because it's made up of women. That's as feminazi as it gets.
1: Well, yeah. What was that uh, comedy movie about gay guys? And they complained that no one was that. I I wish I knew that. Remember the name right now. But they went and complained after it bombed that everybody was homophobic. And someone put out the stats that if just half the gay population went and saw the movie, it would have been a blockbuster. So even the gay population didn't want to see the movie. So if you make a terrible product that's not entertaining, people are not going to go see it. And if women think this movie is ridiculously crappy, then they're not going to go see it either, regardless if it's got three women as the star. They don't just go, hey, women are in it. I'm going to go give them 20 bucks just because they put three women in it.
0: Oh, no, no, I, I get you. I, I think it was called Bros. That, oh, yeah. That sounds
1: uh, that sounds about right.
0: Yeah, yeah Bros. And uh, uh, the other one was like the woke politically correct. I think it wasn't West Side Story, but it was an all Latino. It was mostly Puerto Rican. I, for the audience, I'm Puerto Rican, Panamanian, uh, with a hint of Asian in me that we don't know where it came from. <laughs> I've never done a DNA test. I need to. Uh, uh, but uh, they, they also blamed, because it, it tanked the first week. And I think you're right, uh, and it is a small number of women when I, we were kids who collected comics. And I remember, man, we all flocked to the girls that did, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Some of the excuses that are legit, but this isn't why it failed. You know, the SAG actors strike was going on. You know, my take is simple: wait till after the strike. If, when you have a movie with that much writing on it. And you've had nothing but bomb after bomb after bomb? Who the bleep is making the decisions there? I would have gone, whoa, we got the strike. We can't market this for for, for for squat. You know, if I had been at Warner Brothers, I would have pushed the Blue Beetle back. They had two bombs with the Flash and I can't remember those. Oh, Shazam had bomb Before then, Black Adam had bomb, And uh, so they were counting on the Blue Beetle to kind of like break that streak. I'm like, well, why release it in August? Why release it during the SAG after strike? when when these actors who don't have your back because they're not going to promote the movie, you paid them to promote, then why release it? Same thing with the Marvels. The SAG after strike has just come to end. Why not wait till, 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 till say, in January? You know, because they're not going to release a movie of that caliber during the holidays. I mean, we, we already saw that. We've seen the reports. They didn't think highly of it. Uh, uh. And let's see what else. Harvey B. Larson uh would have helped. That's what they're saying. It it would've helped. Uh we talked about the quantity over quality, too many movies. uh uh uh. uh. Do you think I'm not talking about the streaming? Uh, well, hell, screw it. it. There is there is movie fatigue, or superhero fatigue, uh, Sean. I, I will admit that. But I still think there wouldn't be any superhero fatigue if there were quality movies. Address that and, and also address my take on the SAG after
1: strike. Well, definitely the quality is, is what's going down. If you see with Hollywood, mainly they're regurgitating movie scripts over and over again. And they're just taking old stuff and making it new. But the new stuff is worse. It's terrible writing it's terrible acting like i said people go to see a good product as far as the sag after you know whatever strike causing it yeah i'm sure promoting it on you know those late night talk shows but those ratings are dropping so i don't think that's that's the would have solved the big dilemma but it may have helped so if if i'm a studio head with a, a film that's probably the highest but one of their highest budgeted ones I would have delayed the release. They do it all the time. You just delay the release for, you know, three to four months. And then, boom, she can go go on her little, you know, publicity tour, which I don't think would have helped because the movie looks absolutely terrible. And once again, make a good movie. That's all I'm saying. Make a good movie. Uh, no, you are absolutely right. One thing I did not bring up about the race,
0: uh, and I want to address this before we conclude the show because it is very important. And it's a shame on you. In the military, we had a saying, uh, you wanna, let's go to the dry room and settle it. A dry room was just an empty room where you and the other sailor would go in and take care of business. I saw somebody enter a dry room once. It was an officer and an enlisted and then Lissit pounded the bleep out of the officer. Uh, uh, an officer to his word didn't say a word to anybody. But eventually they found out they transferred him out. But that's how you solve things, you know. And the reason I say that is this—that's what I want to do to these executives and these critics, to the male nias out there, because you know what they're doing. I, I first read the article about the power of rings. That's an Amazon series. That's a, that's original stories in J.R. Tolkien's Middle Earth, The Hobbit, you know, Lord of the Rings. And uh, they completely created new characters for diversity. They changed everything. So, you know, the fanboys were like, whoa, well, what is this crap? Crap, 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 crap. That's all you heard. Well, what Amazon did to preempt this, because this had been going on with other movies in the pre-release, you know, because what they do is they, they send movies out and shows out to the critics. And it makes their ways, and they were getting hammered. They started, ta- they started calling these people before anything was happening. Racist? They criticize it because they're racist. It's because they're homophobe. It's because they're 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 they what's it? Transphobe? Is that what it is? Transphobia? Transpho uh, for the transgender?
1: No, if we get if we that's if what get like, it wrong, they'll cancel you. So better get the word right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, so they're attacking these people, you know. So in essence, they know they're they're producing crap, but they're trying to salvage it. They want to lie to the audience so you can watch it. So they tried to destroy these, 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 these these people, uh, uh, who 99.9% of them aren't racist. And I think that is the lowest form. I think we're coming to the end of this because that's failed miserably. And the fact when you talk about it like we are, it kind of nullifies what they're trying to do. You know, what are your thoughts at? where we are culturally as a country to where you have studios, uh, uh, minority supremacists, bigots, uh, powerful white people who wanna use tribalism to gain more power and more wealth while keeping us at each other's throats. I mean, what's your take on the fact that they now use movies and are open about it?
1: In turn, you're saying so using the movies to try to get their message across or? Oh, I apologize.
0: Before the movie even comes out, how they're attacking people who criticize them by just calling them racist, not listening to why they don't like the movie, but just calling them a racist. I mean, to me, that's going to another level. Studios never <laughs> care what critics did in the sense of uh, 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 all the blogs, articles, there's so many of them out there. But now they're going after some of these high traffic YouTube sites to take these people out by, by making these false claims. Do you think... Obviously, that's a step too far, but what's your take and what that says about society right now?
1: It's it's a terrible precedent, in my opinion. They, If you don't like something, they immediately either call you... They, it's it's a pretty much a fallback argument of, depending on the movie, you're either anti-gay or white supremacist, you're a racist. It's the fallback that if you don't go see this movie, then you're one of these categories here. Not that I'm not going to see that movie because it's terrible. It's I'm not seeing that movie because I'm the type, this type of person. And it's, it's obviously not being successful because the Marvels didn't do good in forcing everybody to go see it because they're females. So I think the argument is failing and it's, that's a good thing as far as I'm concerned, if it fails.
0: And I think it is failing. And I think it's failing to a point that the shareholders there's gonna be a shareholder behind the scenes is enough. Uh, uh I think Bob Iger, I think is that's his name at Disney. He's shrugging right now. He came back to save the company. But what people forget is he's one who initiated all the wokeness. You know, he's reaping his own reward right now. Uh his hand-picked successor, they fired him and they brought him on board and he's doing nothing. I think we're gonna see a complete seismic shift uh right around 2024, 2025. And uh I also think sadly, uh violence. Uh, if violence is pushed as, as 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 the racist group BLM and Antifa did, it's going to get ugly. That's my biggest fear, and I hope we don't come to that. But they keep pushing it; they just don't want to stop. So hopefully, and it starts with the corporations. Once these corporations became woke, it kind of changed everything, and the politicians. And what's the worst of it all is our side, the Republican politicians, they don't care enough because they're wealthy. They're happy. They're still have a little bit of some of power. So they're like, shut up and, and fall in line. But 80 percent of America is not, including minorities like myself, uh, many brown and black minorities. So I think because of that pushback, something's going to happen to shift this back into a normalcy mode. And that's my take on it. And I'll give you the final take on the marbles and the whole cancellation and the whole uh, racism and the whole supremacy from the minors and everything. The
1: floor is yours, uh, that covers a lot. I'll just, I'll just end a little bit with the, the Marvels. I loved the Marvel movies when they first came out because as a kid, I always wanted them to make these movies, but the special effects and the technology wasn't there at the time. I mean, the first time I saw Wolverine with his claws coming out of his hand, I was like, you know, 14-year-old me or whatever would have been just blown away at that point so i yeah. i i like the movies just make a good movie and don't have an agenda behind it make a good movie that entertains and people will go to it that's the most important thing make a movie that's entertaining
0: i, I agree wholeheartedly and i also uh I, I think i remember it was 1977 i was looking at the marvel version of Star Wars. They got the right to do the comic. And it just dawned on me, man, we are so close now to doing superhero movies. Because as a kid, I knew all these various powers. The technology, even as a kid, I still knew the technology wasn't there. So this whole Marvel explosion, I was expecting it. But at the end of the day, just like a comic book, just like a novel series, you know, you got 30 books in the Jack Reacher series, uh, a whole bunch with True Blood and the Vampire Series. You have to be entertaining. That's how those books survive. That's how those books keep being written. You know, the James Bond movies, it was never woke. However, the last James Bond movie barely broke even because it was woke you know so nothing is impervious to this wokeness so hopefully we will uh there's going to be some saner minds that's going to help bring us together as a country because again uh uh i look at my own family we have black we have white we have brown we have even asian in our family uh 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 uh, so we have it all and we love each other so that love can transcend color that i know for a fact but i as a Latino, no more. I'm not going to fall in line. And uh, sorry to have dragged you into that, Sean. None of my comments attributed to Sean. They are from William Del Pilar, the conservative Latino, my friends. And with that, let me do some some, some needed promos here. Sean, I want to do this again with you. Uh, uh, to everybody, this is mine and Sean's first time doing it. I've known Sean for, uh, I want to say, about a decade now. Uh, so uh, 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 if he's willing, we'll do more of these. But uh, give us your take. Are we wrong? Am I too over the line in my beliefs? I don't think so. I think I'm striking back, not even as hard as, as, as the bigots on the left strike at us. I'm trying to strike back with the truth, you know, and tell you from my heart what's happening. But that said, this podcast, uh, red, white and rude, as well as fired up. The Big Questions with Big John, Free For All, and our sports show, Points on the Board, can all be found on grumblingsmedia.com. And you can also find us, if you want to view these beautiful mugs, on YouTube and Rumble under the, the handle Grumbling's Media. For you traditional podcasters out there, Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora. Please share this podcast, too, if you can. That's how we'll grow and we'll continue uh, to move forward. So thank you for listening to Red, White, and Rude. And for Sean and I, until next time, my friends, good night.